What's up, Eric Deluxe? Five Ski. And we have a very good friend of ours, known this guy for a very long time. Very long time. And we ran into him <laughs> kind of randomly in his beautiful car, and he pulled up, and I was like, damn, we're about to get shot. Uh, Wait, and when was he this? looks at us, and he stares. Friday? Was that Friday? I think it was Friday. Well, actually, I, uh, I, wrote, I asked I rolled you up on him. before. Yeah, you had asked me to come on before, and then it just never happened. And, and I was like, man, come on the pod. You're here. And he was like, oh, let's set it up. I got to go. I got the kid. Um, but uh, excited. He goes, no, this is what he said. He goes, Man, no one wants to hear an old guy speak. <laughs> and if that was the case, uh, no one would. All thirty people that listen to us wouldn't be listening. We will see. We're, we're old too. We will see in the comment section if anyone wants to hear an old guy speak. We're, uh, what I'm saying is, we're old too, bro. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I guess. I love uh, Stone loud. Rock. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, dudes. Very Michael? excited to have you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, no, we man. There's. I was. I was thinking, like, man, what can we talk? to stone about and then in my head just goes to so many stories of early vegas yep let's do it um i want to i want to touch on early vegas i want to touch on um hollywood days the hollywood days i want to hear some am stories it's funny i was not funny but i was i was uh talking to my girl about am because she's younger so she she knew she saw him at hard fest with the daft punk stuff Mm -hmm. and and saw him at Mm -hmm. uh at um coachella and and I asked her if she ever saw the documentary, and she said no. So we watched it. I made her watch it, and obviously you're in it. But I, I want to hear just stuff like that. Okay. No, just <laughs> like you know, talk nothing it. like we don't need to go sad, but like just yeah, happy yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then health. This guy is like on some next level shit. I, like the stuff. All right, let's put it this way. He hasn't eaten since no, yesterday. Let's put it this way: I don't eat on Mondays. He, that's wild, dude. He I don't does eat on not Mondays. eat on Mondays. It's it's uh it's it's a lot of uh a lot of the reason is for health purposes, but also I like to tell people I don't eat on Mondays. That's a fucking cool thing to say. Like <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I was killing it doing like twenty hours a day. Tw- but no, 20, 20 listen, hours a day. Twenty is hours tough fasting too. is great. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happens at like twelve hours, fourteen hours, sixteen yeah. hours. Um, but um, I'll tell you how I started the thirty-six hours. Uh, no, I don't eat on Mondays. Is Ian Fletcher? Really? Shout out to Ian Fletcher. I don't remember how it came up, but he was like, "Yeah, I just don't eat on Mondays." Like, what do you mean? He's like, "I do thirty-six hour fast every." Huh. every week and i'm like where did he get that from i don't know um Interesting. but uh i was like well i'm gonna try it and then i just didn't this was like i don't know a year ago or two yeah. years and, ago and i remember this era of ian he he dropped a lot of weight yeah yeah, too. yeah. he was looking really good um hey. and then <laughs> and then uh, then like two months ago i hit him on a sunday i was like yo let's let's hit this 36 hours He's like dude i haven't done it in so long it's like well let's just hit it and then we did it and we've been doing it i mean i've been how doing was it. your first time i don't know if I don't have a problem fasting. Um, it's not hard for me. Were you fasting pre 36 yeah, 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 hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a typical I fast, 16, I fast 20. almost every day, 20 hours. 20 hours. Um, and So you have a four-hour window. This to is eat. going to be the most fucking boring episode. No, dude. People have already turned it off. People don't want to know, no, no, no. This is what I'll say. I'm going to keep it really simple. If you want more information on fasting or any of this stuff, hit me, hit me on Instagram or whatever. And I will, I, or, or call me, or what we get on the phone, I'll give you the long version. But the short version is this. Um, there's two, two different types of people who fast. There's people who fast for the health and regenerative 
uh, um, benefits. And then there are people who fast for caloric restriction um, because they believe what's if, caloric. So if I don't eat for 20 hours, I can only eat so many calories in the four hours that I allow got it, myself. Got it. Got it. Uh, so it's and, a way to keep your calorie intake. Yeah. Small. So so it's and it's easy for people like if you're if you're uh, uh, metabolically unhealthy, uh, like if you're really, really, really big, it's easy. It's easier to get people to eat a lot less food. Um, now, someone like me, I can eat 10,000 calories in an hour because I'm I have no off button. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, super I, easy. I, I'm this I, like I I binge like I, yeah. it's yeah. not a good thing. So faded like. 1100 calories right now at lunch. I, I outsource all of these issues to my to my therapist. So there's the people who do it for caloric restriction and then the people who do it for uh, regen regenerative benefits. And those are the people that do water only, no coffee, no bullshit. Um, coffee, there, you know, some people say it breaks your fast. Some people say it doesn't break your fast. What breaks your fast is an, is an uptick in your glucose levels. Yeah. So there are people who drink coffee and their glucose goes up. Ah. Not everyone. Oh, wow. And the only, the only way to know that is if you wear a continuous glucose monitor and you track it and you say, okay, I had coffee at nine. Let's How see do what you I, have a monitor? What, what? I mean, like diabetics wear it. Got it. So you could get one. It's expensive. Or you can catch diabetes and then get one. I don't think you no, can catch <laughs> diabetes. Um, so, so yeah. So And the people that do it for regenerative, where you're building new cells, you're healing stuff, you're because we have cancer in us all the time. Um, it's just very, very small amounts, and your body's usually just pushing it out anyways. Mm. So pushing out all the bad stuff. Um, um, regrowing hair, regrowing skin, regrowing cells, all that stuff. You can't do that uh, unless you're like truly, truly, truly fasted. Really? Um, and then there are people that are like, oh, you know, I eat like, you know, a couple almonds or whatever because it's just straight fat. I, I remember like, that diet. Yeah. It's like uh, you're not really fasting. So oh, they're saying that they're eating that. During, during their the fast. Yeah, during oh, their fast. Yeah. And they're but still fasting. it's fasted. not a meal. Yeah, not yeah a meal. and I'm just like, uh, to me, and this is what I tell people, I go, if you're going to go through the pain and suffering, which it doesn't last very long, but if you're going to go through the pain and suffering of not eating for fucking 20 hours, why not reap all of the benefits? Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. fuck around with coffee and, like, all this stuff? Um, so, yeah, so I do it. I started because I tore my ACL and my meniscus in 2018. And... Um, meniscus recovery is miserable, but it could heal itself. And I had known that fasting uh, um, uh, promotes healing for, uh, with your body. Wow. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna start fasting. And like day one, I was 20 hours. I, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It fucking sucked, but I did it because my, the reason why I was doing it was so strong. I was not trying to have meniscus surgery if I can avoid it. And after i don't know a couple days after like i got rid of like the once my body pushed out all of the like sugar nonsense that i was craving um it was easy and then i and then i started doing then i read that if you do keto on nutritional keto not like butter and coffee pound <laughs> of bacon all the yeah. nonsense um <laughs> pound of cheese yeah yeah none of that like like nutritional keto uh it makes the fasting easier because now your body is pulling energy from fat stores and you don't require glucose yeah. and now you can fast for however long the fuck you want. Um, so my body's pretty good at switching from energy from glucose to fat. 
So it's, it's easy for me to just like fast and fast wow. and fast and fast. Like I've gone when I, before I was doing the 36 hours, I would be busy and just be like, Oh my God, I'm 27 hours in. I yeah. haven't fucking eaten. Um, that was before I stopped eating at like 5 PM. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's, I feel good. Uh, I have like mental clarity. Um, I believe in the, uh, healing properties of it. So I just do it until someone tells me not to. Well, who's going to tell you not to? I mean, a doctor might tell me not to like, really? Hey bro. Um, I know that like eating the way I eat, which is basically it's super condensed. Yeah. What do you eat on a daily, like Tuesday, tomorrow, or <laughs> what so are you eating tomorrow, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll probably eat earlier than I usually do just cause it's 30. And you have 36. a timer on the app or you use your, yeah. Which one do you use? I use uh, Better Me. I don't know what it's called. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Um, but it's got like a widget. Serene is the one I use. Ah, Serene. What Shout out see? to Serene sponsoring 19. this podcast. <laughs> You're almost twenty hours. Yeah, twenty in. hours in. Twenty. So twenty hours left. Is that say left? Oh no. No, twenty, 20 hours hour fast. fast. So got every it. day I do twenty, but this one will go. But then like there was this monster on Friday. How long did you go? I don't remember, but I didn't, I didn't eat till like, yeah. Cause after Saturday. 20, man, like you're don't, you're not craving anything. No. Like you're just, you're good. It's you know? most of it. Most of it is in your head. Most yeah. of the hunger pangs are dehydration anyways. So you drink um, water, drink water yeah. or like electrolytes. I need coffee though. You, but don't, you, electrolytes? Don't, you don't need coffee. You I don't do. need coffee. Oh my God. This Tell is, me why I don't need this coffee. Is, this is the worst podcast. This is the worst DJ podcast. <laughs> no, it's good. Bro, listen. Okay, you'll short, be, no, short no, no, version no, of. You'll be, you'll be surprised how much they love hearing about like health and okay. mental health because right. what you don't want to okay. talk about okay. playing t Taylor Swift okay. all day. Again, <laughs> if you want the long version of any of this stuff, like find me on Instagram and just DM slide up. into the DMs and we could talk about it. I'll okay, send you podcasts to listen to. Send it to me too. Okay, so, uh, and I don't, I'm probably not getting this 100% right, but there is a receptor in your body called adenosine. And what adenosine does is it builds up throughout the day. And at the end of the day, when you have enough adenosine, it tells your body, okay, it's time to go to sleep. What coffee does is it, is it terminates the connection to the adenosine. So, you don't feel tired anymore as the day goes by. But once that caffeine wears off, all that adenosine that built up hits you like that. That's why you get the crash mm -hmm. and you need more coffee because now you're like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm super tired. The process of getting tired doesn't stop just because you're on coffee. Yeah. All you're doing is telling your body, you're tricking your body into thinking you're not tired, but you're still, you're still getting fucking tired. Um, so, you're, you're, you're kind of fucking yourself if you're drinking coffee all day long. A, because you're ultimately going to have the crash. And B, the half-life on coffee, how long it stays in your body, is so long that even if you have it at 8 a.m., there's still caffeine traces yeah. when you go to sleep at 9, 10, 11 p.m., and that affects your sleep. Or 1 a.m. Yeah. Or okay. 1 a.m. Which we could, where, like, we could talk yeah. about sleep, too, why that's yeah, fucked up, I'm, too. Yeah, I'm There'd terrible. be nights where like, I'll have the coffee at like 7 a.m., but then like when it comes 10 p.m. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I'm like wide awake. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's it's caffeine like But is it all right, man? If you could do without it, it's it'd be really, really beneficial on your sleep. Okay. Which just sleep. Which just well, I mean also not my just, fast. Also or just depends. living. Also just living. Like imagine you you're dependent on coffee just to like exist every day. No, I just enjoy it. So have decaf coffee. Really? <laughs> 
Scratchy drinks decaf. <laughs> Shout out to producer Scratchy. Wait, decaf all the time? He always does decaf. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I think he'll have like one and then the second cup is decaf. I think tea is a little bit better. I think tea, I like tea. I think I tea is a little tea. bit better. Um, but I, I don't really have caffeine. Like occasionally I'll have a Diet Coke every now and then just because like mm, I'm so fucking delicious. <laughs> But I don't, it's not because I need ca- caffeine or anything. I just love Diet Coke. But even then, like now that I know what what is in a Diet Coke and what it does to your body, I'm just like, oh, it's not worth it. Just like the booze we're talking about. I don't know if they recorded, but yeah, I, I don't drink not because I'm sober, but just because like I don't you don't need it. I don't need it, and I don't want it in my body. And the uh, the upside. I think, do you think once you get to a certain point of doing this, like you really pay attention to what enters your body and you see it as like poison or like backtracking like what like for example i i lost like 20 pounds maybe a few years ago back when five what 2016 maybe um maybe like 30 pounds actually and it got to a point where i was so into it where like i would everything i love and craved i would look at it as like poison like i don't want this shit in inside of my body yeah like it got to the are you at that i'm i i mean look by no means am i the beacon of health like i'm probably 20 pounds overweight i could probably lose 20 pounds i just don't move enough but you once you start putting in the effort to like take care of yourself and that's even just getting information not just doing the things um you start looking at everything like what is the what is the upside to this what's the upside to getting drunk tonight what's really gonna happen fun i have so much fun <laughs> yeah but like but like what you're gonna see some tits you're gonna get laid. like you've seen tits you've gotten laid yeah. like you know you've been drunk like what is what's really really gonna happen yeah. all right, right? The, uh, the real upside to me having a drink especially while i'm djing is like just to take the edge off that's fair i don't care I mean, about the tits or whatever no that's totally fair like a drink to take the edge off but then maybe you know through your journey you find another way to take the edge off maybe it's like a, i haven't some, found it maybe it's breathing some sort of breathing protocol that you you engage in before you meditating get meditating before the yeah set. or you know or maybe maybe how, how much breathing can you do <laughs> in meditation before you go up there and dj and 15 drunk idiots come approach the dj booth and you're like god damn i need a drink maybe you'll get to a point <laughs> maybe you'll maybe you'll find yourself down a journey at some point where you realize that the booze, even the one drink to take the edge off is not worth it. And your brain will take the edge off. I tell myself the next morning that it wasn't worth it every time. All right, let me ask you this. You just said you're 20 pounds overweight and everyone says uh, it's 80. Some might debate it's 90% diet, 10% exercise. Why, if you're so strict on your fasting and and what you eat and what you drink, why do you why would you consider yourself overweight because i am i know but no but i'm saying like why isn't it why am i not losing weight because i'm so diligent I, with my diet i've I'll lost tell you weight why. without exercise I think it's, age too. it's it's age yeah. it's it's how much lean mass you have on your body lean mass is like the incinerator for calories so if you put on muscle you can eat whatever the fuck you want and it burns and, it. and it's yeah. going to burn it now you have to exercise to put on the muscle which you know not a chicken in the hen, right? Like what's, what's, what's actually causing the weight loss? Is it the exerciser? But people that are metabolically, metabolically healthy who have lean mass, um, they, they just, they're just burning calories, burning calories. Um, why isn't it working for me? Because I have the body type that I have to move my body 
to burn cal like I don't burn calories efficiently and I can't live off of 1100 calories like that's crazy yeah um how many calories do you have a day I think like 1700 1800 that's, that's light yeah that's, that's I mean really it's, average. It's, but that's enough calories to lose weight but it's but if I'm not moving if I'm sitting around a lot which I'm I'm in my car a lot I'm sitting around like I'm not taking walks or exercising whatever enough um then yeah it does i'm sure if i i'm sure if i if i was diligent and but, st stuck with it for months and months and months that's the other thing like i'll like fall the fuck off sometimes um uh then, but you dropped weight before like i oh, remember yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Big, bigger i've been i've been up and down a couple times in my yeah. life like, I was you like, dropped a lot during not, uh, your injury though too. when you started yeah. the fast yeah i remember you told because me. i was doing pt yeah. three days a week three hours a day uh, and that was that was like crazy, crazy uh, exercise, yeah. right? So after my surgery, I lost a shit. I was like 180 or something crazy, and wow. my high school weight's like 177. Wow. But I was like 180, like yoked, yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then COVID happened, and instead of like doing the right thing and like walking or running like you did, uh, I was just like, man, fuck it, let's just eat. <laughs> B the, the, my biggest problem is I know how to lose weight. Like yeah, I can I mean, turn the switch on and off yeah, like no, that. Same. So. I'm not like, like I'll get big and I'm just like, whatever, let's just lose I'll it. I'll get back on track. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, I yeah. lose it. And I then, and then I'm like, issue. okay, I'm over it. I want to eat pizzas all day yeah. long. And so most people, they, they gain weight and they lose it. They're like, I never want to do that again. And they just stay on track where I'm just like, yeah, I can turn the switch on and off. I don't, which is not healthy. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that I don't ever balloon up again. Uh, but I gotta, I, I, I'm pretty focused on losing weight this year for the rest of the year because uh, my tennis instructor said, man, for a fat guy, you move pretty good. <laughs> Is this Bossa Nova? Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Bossa Nova. Uh, imagine how much better you'd move if you, if you were lighter. And I was like, did you just call me fat? Wow. wow. Uh, but he's right, though. You shouldn't have said his name. He's going to get canceled. He's right. Nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. nah. I'm totally I, it was, kidding. It was the right he's amount. He's protected. It was the right amount of motivation. No, that's our dog. It was the perfect amount of, yeah. No, Bossa Nova's <laughs> the best. Um, but yeah, so I, and I want to play tennis a lot. Like I want to play better and I want to play, play, uh, I want to be, you know, quicker and be able to move more efficiently, even though for a fat guy, I move pretty good. Um, <laughs> you're not fat. I mean, for you a know, Swiffer, a two, fat 215, guy. I should, 210, 215, I should probably be 185. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel about like Ozempic and all that stuff. I, I'm not into any shortcuts. I like I'm not that. into any shortcuts. That's not good. because, not because it's cheating or whatever. Even like people that get the stomach surgery, I know that there are extreme examples where like they're so big they have to do it and that's totally fine. The problem is, is you, something happens to your brain and your, your mind when you actually go lose the weight yeah. that it changes you as a person. Mm. And if you if you take a shortcut like you you get the you get the stomach thing or Ozempic or whatever, you never learn good habits yeah. and you never learn the effort to what it takes to like lose the weight mm. and that transformation from inside, which is the, the real transformation yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that never happens. And then you just end up getting fat again. Yeah. It's hard to lose weight and it is even harder to maintain it. Like, oh, so hard. Oh my God. Everyone dude. I know who's in shape says it's easy to maintain. It's harder. Know, it's man. harder to lose I like weight. Eating chips. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you like eating chips. You, you, <laughs> you've held on to some bad habits. <laughs> Stop eating fucking chips. Like, all right. Well, shit, man. That was a good little you're education. Not, you're right not there. seven years old. <laughs> so uh, from now on, I will not be eating on Mondays. 
I mean, yeah, I'm gonna try it, man. Get, I, look, I think get we should it, try it. Get, well, let's let's do a group chat. Like uh, Ian and I, every Sunday night, we're like, we're going. So or he's what? still doing it. Yeah, he's on it right now. He, t- I texted him this morning, and he was like, I'm 18 hours in, uh, but I got to figure out. I got to eat later on Sundays because it's some bullshit when my 36 hours ends at like 5 a.m. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so go 39. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go 40. Like you're that deep. You're not hungry. Yeah. You're not hungry. Wait. Uh, last little bit of facts you explain to me the fasting levels like because I, I know i have an app and it tells me like after a certain amount of time we're okay at a, we're I, at like it says ketosis yeah and then i want to say i want to say this first and i should have said this first fasting by itself does not lead to weight loss explain it still matters what you put in your fucking oh, mouth yes, of, of, yes, of course, course. And how much you put in your mouth. Like if you just fast, yeah, you'll lose some weight because your body's going into starvation mode. But you, you smell a French fry and that weight's just going to come right back. Yeah. Like you, you really have to watch what the fuck you put in your mouth. And if you're doing that, you don't have to fast. And if you're going to fast, you might as well do water only because that's when you're going to reap all of the benefits. Um, but uh, your question was, oh, the what levels. happens when? Like, no, I, the, the levels, yeah, yeah, yeah. like after like eight hours, hours after 12. Yeah, yeah. If, you eat, if you eat a dozen donuts and five pancakes and three bags of chips and, <laughs> uh, and half a box of cereal the day before you fast, it's going to take you longer Got it. To, to, yeah. to break down all that glucose. Okay. So it, it's hard to say like what happens when. But I will say this, every hour after like 14 hours, I think, 13 or 14 hours, the increase in healing, assuming you're doing the water only version, is it's not just like, oh, I got an extra hour of healing. It's like 14 to 16, it's like 100x improvement. Yeah. 16 to 18 is like 1,000x improvement. 18 to 20, it's like the the okay, the, the it. amount of healing that happens is like, the compounding effect is like astronomical. It's crazy. Um, so, you know, if you're going to do 14, why not do 15? Yeah. If you're going to do 15, why yeah, not do 18? Yeah, like eight of it should be sleeping. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. done. You're halfway done when you wake up, right? Yeah. Uh, assuming you, you, if you don't eat a few hours before sleeping, which you shouldn't. Um, so let's say three hours before you sleep for eight hours. That's 11 hours. Like you can't not eat for another five, six hours. No, I'm pretty good at that. Like I don't ever eat breakfast anyway. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I don't, I love breakfast food, but yeah. I don't eat like in the morning just for years. Like yeah. before I knew what fasting was, yeah. I didn't know what the hell yeah. fasting was. I thought easier. I've always heard the term fasting. Cause like I grew up with like friends that did it for religious re- yeah. reasons, but I thought that was just it. I, I thought it was like a religious thing. I think it was until we were in, in Atlanta a couple years ago. And we were with some guy and he was, he told us about the, the intermittent fasting yep. and we're like, what, what, what's that? And then he explained it. He goes, oh yeah, I do like 16 off eight on yeah. or something yeah. like that. And I, and think I started that, started it that weekend. That was the first time I heard of yeah. what this was. And I was like, wait, what? And then he kind of, who was it? Oh, oh man, I forgot. Shout out to him. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the guy. <laughs> Shout out to the guy in Atlanta. Atlanta. No, 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 it was at, the, at, at like a sushi restaurant. Before the gig, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll re- try to remember. But um, was it Jermaine it was so Dupree? Ah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. no, it wasn't Jermaine. Uh, it was just like a DJ. It was like Got a friend it. of ours. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, um, it's I look, it's I mean it's really I don't know, it's great. I enjoy it. No, I'm 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 down. Like I just wanted to get yeah. more info on yeah. it. Like I said, bro, like you'd be surprised how many how many people reach out after like a health Cuz it still goes back to like DJ, man. You want to look good when you're Yeah, you know, it, it, it helps so everyday performance i'll say this with DJing i'll and say this shit. um i was when when i was when i lost all that weight when after my surgery and i was fasting heavy and like literally counting every fucking almond that went into my mouth um i'm pause I, what, you can't put almonds in your mouth <laughs> yeah i guess it's a, i said if, if i've said <laughs> everything i put in my mouth you can pause that okay. but like you don't have to pause an almond it just it was just easy okay <laughs> fine so i was literally uh watching it's a nut you know it's I was, in your I mouth was, i was that okay i could see yeah. where you might want to pause that yeah it was just fine a, it's a it's a, a nut um so i was um i was paying attention to everything that went into my mouth pause, pause. okay um and uh i i had lunch with a guy who i hadn't seen in like 10 years yeah and he's like dude i think you're like reverse aging and I go, what do you mean? He's like, you look better now than we you all, did. We actually we get that a lot. Twenty dude. years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's probably because I'm fucking fasting and drinking a, water, a gallon of water a day. Hundred percent. And man. then uh, a, a couple weeks ago, I had a dinner at my friend's house, and you know, this broad was 25 years old, and I, you know, an idiot, and I, <laughs> I don't give too much credence to what she said, but uh, everyone there was pretty young, right? And it, so everyone was under. Everyone was like. 33 and under and then it was me 44 and jordan belfort 50 whatever how old however wow, old the wolf is. yeah the wolf the wolf was at the dinner crazy what the fuck um and it was a big dinner it was like 25 right, people right. or whatever so i don't remember how it came up but she was like uh we're oh because i was guessing their age yeah and i was like well you guys are under 30 like isn't that the most important thing you care about. And they're like, well, guess our age. I was like, okay. They really want to be under 25. Well, I guessed <laughs> under 30 and then I guessed 25 and one was 26, one was 25. And then I was like, well, guess my age. And they were like, well, they're like thinking back of like all the details I gave them about my life. And they were like 32, maybe 33. Ooh. And I was like, I like I'll that. Take and that. And that's really old to them. And, and that's they think really life old. is over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like 30 years old. After 30, you're like, life so is over. So funny you say that because when I got to the dinner, there's two guys there who are in finance who are talking and they were like, one was, one was 31, one was 32. And I only know that because they said their age. And they were talking about their jobs um, were going to pay for them to go get their MBA. And if they got their MBA, uh, you know, they, they'd bump up in another position, right, yeah. money, whatever. And, and the one was like, yeah, I don't know, man, like... I'm 32, like, it's probably too late for me to get my MBA. Like, who cares at this point? Mm -hmm. And the other one was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm 31, like. Jesus. And I'm just like. Little do they know. Y'all motherfuckers don't know shit. Like, yeah, shit. At 20, you think you know everything. Then at 25, you're like, I didn't know shit at 20, but I know everything now. Then at 30, you're like, oh, I didn't know shit at 25 or 20, but now I know everything. At 35, you're kind of like, I don't think I've ever known anything. And then at 40, you're just like. Yeah, I don't know shit, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with just the punches, like whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting started, dude. I have, I mean, if I'm lucky and I live to ninety, I have, I've only lived half of my life. Yeah, like 
there's so many more bills I have to Keep pay. Keep fasting. You got this. So many more hours <laughs> of fasting. So many more bills. Like so much shit. Like so many days of like bullshit. Like, well, hey, man, ugh. you definitely look great. Yeah. Yeah. I look You're 32. Glowing. I look, you look 32. 32. Yeah. You got some bright colors on, little yeah. shorts. Tip. This is uh, nothing new to stone. Lots of leg. Lots, lots of leg. Of leg yeah. Lots of hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, the shorts get shorter. The shorts, the get shorts shorter. do get shorter as you get older. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, but, you've been rocking the short shorts for a while. Yeah, but you're I'm, like a pioneer. But of it, I'm actually. noticing other people are now uh, buying into the shorter yeah, shorts. Yeah, became a trend. Yeah. It's yeah. a thing. But yeah. you're gotta bring the speedo back. You're you not know? new to this. You're I'm true not, to this. I, I'm 20 pounds away from speedo speedo weight. <laughs> wow, you were the speedo, speedo. in the club, man. So that, you know, that's another thing. <laughs> when I was thinking of things to talk about, I also went back to you you and Graham Graham Funky you guys were the first like open format DJ duo we, ever we invented open format DJing in Las Vegas <laughs> shout out to Clean Sparks <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously you guys were the first duo for sure we invented duos. DJ duos playing on turntables it's crazy we had a duo <laughs> in the United States we had, we had a duo. We never named it. You guys it. had a duo? Well, you we, guys had we a group. We another doing, crew. Oh, we had a crew. We were doing yeah. four turntables at Tau. At Tau. Really? Up Randomly. In, up, in the, up in the birdhouse. They didn't even have four turntables. On vinyl. There. Yeah. We were fucking schlepping vinyl up there. No, 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 no. It was, was it Ari Serato? We were on the early, the, the early stages of that. We were on vinyl for sure. I don't know how that even came about. I think it was like Strauss's idea. He was just like, oh, you know, these... I, that, no one knows two DJs. That was do like it. that was you guys like couldn't even see No one knew there. what the fuck we were doing. No one knew, they thought we were, they were but like, we were having lighting. so much fucking fun up there. Yeah. And no, no rehearsal, no nothing. Like just freestyling. Like, and we got off some dope mixes. Yeah. That after the mix, we'd be like, "Oh, that was fucking dope. Let's remember that." And then did yeah. not remember it, dude. But yeah, we we did we yeah we had we did a thing which I wish could have gone longer. What was your uh, residencies back in like in early Vegas? Vegas? The Palms was Palms, the first yep. one. Um, that was Moon or no? Moon didn't even exist. Shout out to R O B. Which one was first? Rain, 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 Rain and Ghost Bar. Ghost okay, Bar. Oh, uh, Playboy Ghost Club. Bar. Yeah. Well, Play, Playboy Club and Moon came later, after the later, fact. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't remember how I even got the gig. But they called me to do the pool at the Palms. And you were this, already playing Hollywood all over. Yeah, I was playing. I was, I, was, I was there that night actually. Th you were there. Yeah, yeah. And I was on Wax. And I, like, I, didn't, I never played in Vegas. You I played like Kokomo, I remember. I played, well, my first <laughs> oh, record was, was Frankie Lyman and the Boys, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? And R.O.B., who was the music director at the time, was like, I know, I, I knew at that moment that I was fucking with you for as long as I was booking DJs. So, wow. Okay, tight. Um, but yeah, that was, that, was, that was that. And then they started bringing me into Rain because they were doing like a Thursday maybe or a yeah, Saturday. Like was AM at Rain at this no, time? No, 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 no. He was he was at Body English. Okay, okay. This is uh, early. Because this is oh I could tell you when it was. It was it was summer of 04 because April of 05 I got on Serato. Wow. Maybe no, maybe it was before that. Actually, no, I'm lying to you. It might have been 0102. Oh shit. Uh when did Crazy in Love come out? Beyonce. Shit, I gotta Let me ask Google. Producer? <laughs> Mr. Scratchy, uh, Chat GPT, Crazy in Love. What year did that come out? I want to say 01. Yeah, 01, 02, right? It is 03. 03. Okay, so I so the mix was Frankie Lyman, Why Do Fools Fall in Love into Crazy in Love. So it had to be what month in 03 did it come out? May. Yeah, so it might have been summer of 03, 
Might have been summer of 04. Um, And then, yeah, then I started doing Rain a little bit. Then I started doing Ghost Bar a little bit. Um, Then we had the Abe Froman Showman. And that was you, Graham, Vice. Me, me, you, Graham. Obi, Cobra. Vice, Obi, and another guy. And... (laughs) (laughs) and, Oh, yeah. uh, uh, No, he's fine. I have no issues with him anymore. Um, Shout out to DJ Cobra. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we had the Abe Froman showman, which was what, just kind of like a collective. The, the idea was, the idea was, um, like, like, an, like a party rocking open format DJ crew that we could, because uh, to me, we were stronger as a, as a, as when we formed Voltron than like as individuals. Okay. Um, so the model that exists now that a entity will take over, let's say a Saturday night at a nightclub and then just rotate DJs in. Um, that was ours. Yeah. We invented that. Um, and that's no Clinton sparks. Like we invented that model. (laughs) Um, so, so like to give someone an example, like if, if you see like, Scam Saturdays. Scam Saturdays yeah, is was invented shit. by the aim for Abe from a showman. <laughs> and go. so we would we would go to Kansas City. We would go to Arizona. Arizona. We'd go we're all Diego. over the place. Uh, and we would own the Saturday or the Friday or the Sunday in Kansas City's uh, example of Kansas City. And we would just rotate DJs. And the branding was Abe from and Showman first. So everyone knew which like came oh, from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. The sausage sausage king of Chicago. Chicago yep. And then um, and then the DJ. And it became problematic for, for guys that were booking DJs, uh, more specifically guys that were booking Vice, Obi, and, and Five, because the Abe Froman Showman was getting more money than the booker would for, for Five individually. Mm. So there was an ultimatum presented. This is how I remember it. I could be wrong, but uh, there was an ultimatum presented that was basically like, yo, you're either riding with, with me booker individual booker or you're riding with them and i'm not mad at anyone but (laughs) half the guys went with their individual booker which is fine because it was safe and it was it was totally not uh, took no issue with it so the afro and showman ultimately imploded it didn't exist anymore and then graham and i were like yo we're the coolest motherfuckers anyway so like let's just do our own thing and that's where the captains of industry came ah so that's how you guys from the ashes the captain's oh, rose. Guys. The fallen. We're gonna do <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a fallen out. We had a. I had a bit of a fallen out with Cobra. Um, you know, whatever, whatever the reason was, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, he's very successful at whatever he's doing, and yeah. I don't DJ anymore, so who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't really DJ anymore. Uh, so yeah. So Graham and I just were like, just mom bar. Just mom bar. Anything you want to do for fun? No, but no, a bungalow. I mean, yeah, any place where I can play fun shit, fun shit, and I don't have to like sweat like you know twenty-two-year-old managers coming to me and screaming at me about playing whatever song I'm playing. Yeah, I just want to have fun, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, love I, that. I don't need to DJ anymore. I just want to have fun. Yes, yeah, too um, rich. Too rich. Um, <laughs> Look at the watch. I got this. That's for, a John Mayer special. Right I got there. this. I, was, I, was, I got I was, it for free. Yeah. I did. I got that's when you, but that's what rich, rich people do. They free. get nice um, gifts. Um, that's how the rich get stay rich. Um, get richer. Yeah. Shout out to John Mayer for making this. Dude, that watch. He gave you that right hundred thousand dollar watch. No, he he did a video online about like his watch collection, yeah. and 
and before before That's the green face Daytona take it off but uh, before uh, but he did the insist. video I mean it's a hard watch to get but before yeah. but after he got the video oh yeah it was impossible to get Wait, before the video wow. it was like 30 like 30 40 right retail 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 like when he did the video in 2019 I think he did the video 2018 2019 Maybe 2020. No, 2020 was COVID. Think, 2019. Yeah. It, retail was like 38, 40 yeah, grand. Yeah. Retail still 40. No, you can get retail your hands still. On it. Yeah. yeah. Was now yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollar watch. Right correct when he posted it, that watch like just skyrocketed. Yeah, went, went straight through the roof. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, green face was only on anniversaries. Um, Is you, that right? I believe you're correct. Might be right. I, I believe think you're Echo correct. Yeah. This came out one. in 2016. Yeah. So it was like um, an anniversary or something. And, and I mean... Which we, makes them limited as shit all, already. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to geek out on watches <laughs> right now real quick. So I'd wanted this for years. And I just assumed I was never going to get one. And I would go to my Rolex AD. That's the retailer. Yeah. And I, every time I'd walk in, I'd be like, you guys got a green Daytona for me? If not, we got nothing to talk about. <laughs> every time. <laughs> and everyone would have a laugh, blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. And then in March of this year, this got discontinued and I still didn't have one. Damn. And I, I wasn't going to spend a hundred grand to get one on the secondary market. So, so even after March, I'd still walk in and be like, you guys got a green Daytona for me? <laughs> oh, not got got shit to talk about. <laughs> um, and because there was a chance that Rolex still had some and the store would get like, I had bought watches that got discontinued we know, after the fact. We know enough about hype to yeah, like okay. fucking this bullshit. So then, so then in oh, we don't have any more, but we have yeah, ten in the back that we, we don't might stop making these watches. Right, and then, and then in uh, June, July, um, my guy called me and was like, uh, "Hey, do you like this watch?" And I was, it was another watch, and I was like, "I don't know, not really. I'll come check it out though." So, and he knew I didn't like it. That's why he opened up with it. So I saw it. I was like, hey, you know what? It's better in person, but I don't think I'm going to buy it. He's like, well, I got a watch I think you're going to like. Wow. like. Okay. So he takes me to the back and he brings the box out and he opens the box and it's his watch, his personal watch. And like a yacht master or whatever. I go, you know what? I'm going to keep this until I get my fucking green Daytona. And then the assistant director of the store was like, this green Daytona? And I was like, wow. I was shook. Holy shook. shit. They said, that, they said that they got it in. And other, other salespeople who had customers that were waiting for this watch, they, they, other salespeople were like, give it to Stone. Wow. Like, that dude's been waiting. Give it to Stone. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was like, I was so shook, I forgot where I parked my car. I was, walk, <laughs> I was walking around Beverly Hills for like 30 minutes like, where the fuck did I park my car? Who cares? Like, I got to watch. Yeah, like, where, like what, what the, the fuck? car. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like, I don't wear, I don't wear it, obviously, because it's L.A. and it's a third world country here. But, like, I'm not, yeah, no not going to get robbed at, at HMC. But, yeah, this is like, this is pretty special. Yeah, that's no, the piece uh, that's watch. The... Yeah. Um, but uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Captains uh, of Industry. Yeah, yeah so yeah. from the ashes of, of Avram and Showman rose the Captains of Industry. And like, you know, we've, we'd, we've, done, we've, done, a, we've done some fun stuff. No, that and was we, like the first time where I, I um, noticed someone doing so much shit to like market yeah. themselves. You guys had calendars, mm -hmm. hats, mm -hmm. obviously like just, t-shirts and stuff but everything was so well done like the, the, kind of set the standard like who, for that. was that yeah. you or graham or both it was both of us i think at the time like graham says this all the time and it's it's perfect and i hate that i steal it from him because i can't come up with a better way to say it but he says 
our worldview dictates our DJing, our DJing doesn't dictate our worldview. Meaning, we have so many other interests outside of DJing that it, it's inevitable that those interests are going to penetrate are DJing, mm -hmm. um, whether it's like the way we play or what we play or how we market ourselves. So yeah, like we did the calendar, which was insane. <laughs> it's it, so good. It, uh, we got to post it on Instagram. It is, it is, it is fucking tremendous. And, uh, it's so good. In fact, that I know people that still have it up I and still they have it. They just insert the new year. <laughs> this is from 2012. So this is 11 years. They still have the calendar up and they just put a new, new date the thing on there. That's funny. Um, but yeah, that was, that was influenced by, uh, Graham, I believe, uh, his, uh, senior thesis in, uh, school, for his master's degree was something about black exploitation films. So every month on our calendar looked like the cover of a black exploitation, uh, like movie poster. Yeah. And the, the holidays we'd choose to showcase in, in the imagery was not like the usual ones. Um, so like April was like tax day and it was an image of us like blowing up the IRS building. <laughs> and then, um, uh, uh, June was pride and we re we recreated like the spirit of 76 imagery with like the people marching with the flags, but it's like, it looks like a gay parade yeah. and we have like a pug with like a gag ball in, in his <laughs> mouth and like, like in like, uh, in like, um, uh, S and M like leather shit. Like yeah, yeah. it's wild. Uh, but this is all stuff from our brain. Yeah, like we yeah. come up with it. The, the way it works with us is it's usually a really bad idea. And then we, we sit on it for like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, a week, whatever. And then we just like chisel away at it and we make it, we try to make it a good idea. Do you think, do you think aside from you guys at that time being super busy on your own and DJing everywhere from Vegas to LA to wherever, but yeah. do you think the stuff you guys invested in to brand and market yourselves, do you think that helped that duo get booked everywhere i I, th I think that because i think it did i think yeah. there's two things happening one was like these guys are really interesting they're doing some fun stuff and they're they're a good time and they know how to dj like let's have them let's have them play and the other the flip coin of it was they're too weird these guys are too <laughs> weird but they're real popular and people like them and they get booked so let's like let's get them over here and see what happens. And that's usually like the middle of the country mm -hmm. uh, where they don't like dudes in speedos. Um, <laughs> and then we show up and they're like, Oh, these guys aren't actually yeah, that like fucking actually normal, weird. but they're just funny. Yeah. Guys. They just, they it's just a personality. Thing. Yeah. And I think, I think it's like, I think, you know, some of it's like shock value. Some of it's like, Oh, this is just a good idea. Like when we did the, the, the chapstick, yeah, the capstick, uh, the capstick. <laughs> so and good. It, I mean, it was, it was a, a, a chapstick that said capstick, a stick for your lips and like at the time when anything that was like slightly homosexual was not taken well we were just like pushing it we, like, we didn't give a fuck um well like the mixtape covers right the, the mixtape mix covers are, are so flows. fucking gay <laughs> like the first one that we did in 2008 like we're dressed up like construction workers but like and you're naked but yeah but like but like <laughs> Village people construction Men workers. At work. Like Graham has his shirt open and he's wearing uh, like some, some Daisy Dukes. I'm wearing a tool belt and my ass cheek is hanging out because I'm only wearing a tool belt <laughs> and nothing else. And like some boots. Um, 
the the second one mixtape mixtape cover we we didn't do anything the third one uh mosh trabajo is my feet and graham's feet intertwined poking (laughs) out of the end of the the cover in bed and the back of the, the CD is Graham smoking a cigarette in bed and me like passed out as if we just got done fucking. Like <laughs> we were, we were, we definitely were aware that there was going to be conversations, good and bad, around the stuff that we were doing. And at the end of the day, like, you know, for a long time, people thought we were gay, like we were fucking, or I was gay because he had a girlfriend. Um, and I didn't do anything to, dismiss or confirm their their thoughts um because i just let the thing go because the, and the bookings skyrocketed and the booking skyrocketed pride chicago yep. pride new york no. <laughs> um, uh, but it was it was it it was confusing it was compelling like people like wanted to know more like I mean, I'm sure there were. I thought it was genius. It was I'm sure there were a lot of. Uh, obviously, I knew you, so both of you, and, and I knew thing. you guys' yeah, sense yeah, yeah. of humor. Yeah, that's but like, I couldn't see how other people that didn't know you guys were like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, like what is it? Like what are these dudes? What the fuck are these dudes doing? Like what? It, like how? How? Yeah. How no, this can is this? So like, good. Who's putting this out? Um, and yeah, so that was. I mean, that was that was it. Now, you know, you got to be a little bit more sensitive to this kind of stuff because we weren't making fun of anyone or like poking fun of like how people are living, but we were just creating a conversation. But now, you know, people might think you're making fun of them. So uh, the the last mixtape cover, uh, uh, Uno Mas, was we ripped off um, the Roberto Duran Mm. Uh, Sugar Ray, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. I think it was Sugar Ray Leonard. They did uh, their promo shoots for one of their fights for the Uno Mas fight. Oh, I get it. Was the No them, Mas? Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. Mm. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so you know, but yeah, it's all, it's all like everything. Everything stems from like a really shitty idea, and then we just trying to make a diamond out of it. Mm-hmm. Even like the mixes on our mixtapes. I'll say like, oh, what about this? He's like, no, 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 no. I go, let me just work it. Like, give me five minutes to work this. And then he's like listening to me, like, you know, tooling, tooling. He's like, well, okay, what if we do it like this? And then it ends up becoming something sometimes. Did you guys ever disagree on stuff? We disagree on shit all the time. We've never had a fight, which is really strange because of the amount of hours that we spent together and Mm -hmm. how different we are in so many aspects of our life, like the way he eats and the way I eat. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, like he is very, very particular, but what does he eat? Bread. He eats Just 13 bread. things and he'll deny this, <laughs> well, but he eats 13 things. Chef. Um, uh, but like he never, not one time ever had he ever imposed his limited, uh, palate onto like me and no, he'll find something to he'll eat find, always. In fact, to, 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 to such an extent we went to, he wanted to go to some restaurant in New York because the chef uh, was on the Iron Chef show. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. was like cute. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll see her. Maybe we'll catch a vibe, like whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's go. Fuck it. Who was it? I don't remember now. I, 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 I tried to remember. I, I couldn't remember. She's got some famous famous family, like like uh, hmm, uh, like Hearst or something, a Hearst mm. family or something. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows if she's still a chef? Anyway, so we go to this restaurant. It's me, him, and someone else. And like me and I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, there's nothing for Graham to eat. And there, there isn't even it's a like plain gras, fucking like French fucking. fry. Like that guy will order some <laughs> French fries. Like the French fries are even fucked up. So, 
So I order, the other guy we're with orders, and Graham's like, I'm good, I'll just have a Diet Coke. And even the Diet Coke was fucked up <laughs> because the Diet Coke was, I think it was Mexican Coke or something. Like, he didn't like it. Like, even the Diet Coke was fucked up. Jesus. So, uh, or no, maybe it was, uh, like, maybe because he doesn't like it when they don't refill your Diet Coke. <laughs> like, if they charge you per Diet Coke. Uh, so maybe yeah. that's what it was. But anyways, so he's like, he's like, I'll be right back. So he dips out. And, you know, I'm with the other guy. We're talking, we're eating, whatever. And then he comes back. I was like, yo, where the fuck did you go? Like, you're, you went to go eat down the street. Going, he went and <laughs> caught a slice, like, down the block. <laughs> ate because he knew right after we were going. And But, like, anyone else would be like, I can't eat here. We got to catch a slice before we go to the next spot. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, I'm not going to inconvenience these guys. So I'm going to go catch a fucking slice. And did, that, he, did he meet the chef? No, she wasn't, she, she <laughs> wasn't, wasn't even, even there. Wasn't she wasn't even, even there. It. She wasn't even there. So he was just bummed. Yeah, he was just like, what, what, what a fucking waste. Was I, so Graham's brother is a famous chef yeah, now, yeah. Evan. Yeah. And at Funky or at Felix, yeah. he would have to make him, what is it, like a side of tomato sauce, he, pasta? He, Graham, Graham likes his shit very simple. So he just tells his brother, like, just make me the thing. And he also, he also refuses to accept, like, the fistful of spaghetti. He wants, like, a full bowl of spaghetti. Like, <laughs> huh. don't give me, like, the Hollywood size of spaghetti. Like, give me the real shit. Yeah, give me the big shit. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, it's the, uh, the creature the habit. He like, cake he, factory portion. Yeah, he likes what he likes. But yeah, we've never gotten into a fight. And... I think it's like it's a healthy relationship because even when we disagree, we both have so much respect for each other and each other's opinion that we'll hear each other out. And either I, I get to, to him or he gets to me or we figure out in the middle um, uh, because like at the end of the day, like none of this shit matters. We're fucking playing other people's hit records. Yeah. Like, how yeah. serious can it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, those mixes came out fucking amazing yeah. I, there there are people the, the only the only issue that might have uh hurt us when we released them is some of the songs were old but Be now the so those songs are big again well now people are still listening to yeah. our mixtape from 2008 yeah. yeah right like people are like still hitting me like yo this still bangs yeah so because it took us so long to make these mixtapes because we fucking i mean we spent so much time doing these things for no re no other reason than we just didn't want to hear it from anyone. Um, the first one is shit. The first one was the first time I ever made a mixtape. It's the first time I ever worked on like Ableton, Ableton or anything. Yeah. Um, there was there was tricks that we just weren't aware of. Um, so the first one I wish I could redo, but I'll never redo it. The second one is pretty flawless. Uh, Mosh Trabajo is flawless. Uno Mas is flawless. The Yacht Rock mix has one snare that I wish I could redo. <laughs> um, if you find it, shout out to you. Um, but yeah, pretty much they're fucking flawless because that's that's how we put out products. Whether it's the calendar, the capstick, we did a bag of airplane nuts and we had, had nuts for your mouth. <laughs> uh, whatever we did, the, the new era hats, like we could have put our logo on any fucking hat, but we, we wanted, waited yeah. until we got the new, new era, era 5950 that no one could get. That was really tough to get. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I still can't, if you have a new era plug, please holler at me. Cause I want 950 yeah, snapbacks. About that. Um, um, but yeah, I want to, I want to put them on snapbacks now. Cause like trying to organize, like what hat size are you? Like everyone's like, yeah, oh, I want a hat. Really like tough. Our, our friend David, has been asking for a hat for years, years. And I'm like, dude, walk into, f what size, what hat size are you? I don't know. I'm the third clip on the, I'm the third <laughs> button on the thing. I'm like, dude, walk into lids, try on hats, figure out which size you are. Tell me what size you are. And I'll give you the fucking hat. Years. 
years. And then he finally got us a size and I gave him the hat a month ago. Yeah. Um, dude, we happen to have one, but I'm going to, I want to put them on snapbacks because people keep asking like, where are the hats? Where are the hats? Where are the hats? And snapbacks are just I have easier. one dead stock somewhere in my parents' house. It's, it's going to be worth some money one day. When I die, it's going to be worth some <laughs> They're money. They're dope hats, When man. you're 90. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and at one point, I want to say, I think I came over to your place one time and you were showing me a hat and it had like the Red Bull logo. <laughs> that was the new era hat. That was yeah. it. And yeah. you got them to pay we for it. So, so we got signed to the Red Bull DJ team, um, Graham and I, which consisted of Vice, Jazzy Jeff, Mick Boogie, who's now Mick, few other people me graham tina t tony arzadon was on it i think tony arzadon jesse marco this this pre uh red bull three style this pre red bull three style the idea was to make the the dj dream team that they could send out to uh venues as like an added bonus like thanks for riding with us here's jazzy jeff show thanks for riding us or your contract's coming up soon please resign with us Here's the captains of industry, and then they don't get they don't they don't sign with Red Bulls. Like, who are these <laughs> fucking weirdos? Um, but that was the thing, and they took us like they took us to X Games. Yeah, and, and they gave you guys budget to do. They gave house. us budget, so they paid us a shit ton of money to DJ. Uh, sometimes empty rooms, which was a bummer, but we got a lot of money. The fucking the flights were always on point. The car service was always on point. It's like the best gigs ever. And they gave us a massive budget to do stuff, like a wow. marketing budget. They're like, figure out what you want to do. The first thing we said, Graham and I said, because we had been trying to get New Era for years, we're like, we want New Era hats. And they were like, you guys are signing with like a $6 billion company or however many billions of dollars they have, and you want hats? So we're like, get the hats done, and then we'll talk about how we're going to spend the rest of the money. New Era, uh, Red Bull went to New Era, and they're like, wow. hey, we got these DJs. Um, we want we want to do New Era hats for them. And New Era was like, no. Really? We don't do no boutique shit. brands. Oh, and like we sent the them. We, yeah. Well, no. We Where sent them. you guys boutique or Red Bull? Called us boutique. Uh-huh. And then we sent an email with like 15 boutique brands that they did. And we're like, please try again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we ended up getting it. Wow. And for some reason, the Red Bull logo ended up on the hat under the, the lid, mm. which in the office was a big deal because they were like, the Red Bull logo doesn't go on anything mm. the only hat that has a red bull logo on it was for travis pastrana that yeah, yeah. guy but he wears like a big red bull logo yeah well right no. yeah uh maybe 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 they were just talking about like a little like little call to red bull mm. it was either him or sean white someone massive so i was like yeah sean white and the captains duh <laughs> but it was a big deal uh that there was a red bull logo on it so um yeah, so it's, we That's got Red awesome. Bull. We got Red Bull to do the hats, and then we want. They, they paid for the calendar because the calendar was like twenty grand. Um, Holy shit! Uh, they we 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 were in the early stages of building a DJ booth that 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 can travel with us that looked like the front of a boat. Wow! So it would break oh, down, that. and then but then then I don't remember why that didn't happen. Um, yeah, we did belt buckles. We did brass belt buckles. Uh, Whose idea was it to take it as like a whole like sailor like thing? Um, great question. So, because obviously the term yeah, captains of industry isn't it exists just a sailor thing. Yeah, it, 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 it is more for yeah, any it's industry. Business, yeah. it's business. Um, we post Abe Froman Showman, I believe. Our friend Reggie McDonald used to own a a bar. Oh yeah, I remember restaurant yeah, yeah. Tokyo. Remember Tokyo yeah, yeah. on Kawenga. And they they had like a private. Yeah, I remember di- that. They had a private dining room in the back, 
So Reggie was like, yo, come DJ, like bring people, come DJ on Monday nights, and then I'll give you dinner for whoever you want. So we're like, all right, we want the private dining room. So we, we used to call uh, the dinner the Koi Pond, the Captains of Industry Pond. So we'd have like writers, directors, music people, DJs, teachers, whoever, anyone who was like good at the thing that they did, they would come to this dinner. So that was, we just, As a, I didn't never got invited in passing, <laughs> in passing, we caught, well, you weren't on your, you weren't on top of your shit back then. No. Um, what year no, was this? I'm kidding. Um, uh, so in passing, we just like, it was a throwaway, like the Koi pond, like the captains of industry pond. Then we started our own management, our own booking agency, our management company. And we called that the Koi yeah, pond the Koi, yeah, because we were, we were the, we, we coined ourselves the captains of industry mm-hmm. and then the Koi pond became the management company. Um, the I don't na- remember the Koi pond. Actually. The, I remember that. Yeah. The nautical theme, the Koi pond came after Abe Froman Showman. Cause part of, part of the, the, the thing with Abe Froman Showman was going to be like a booking entity. Um, but anyways, so, uh, the nautical thing was just because like, He's into nautical stuff. I'm into nautical stuff. He's into pirates. I'm into pirates. Like it was again, our worldview dictates our DJing. Our DJing doesn't dictate our worldview. So it wasn't like a play on captain. It was like, yo, we're into this shit. Like we're into sailing. This is your shit. Like I, I, you know, he, he, he loves pipes. He loves pipes. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> he wears the life. captain's hat when he would DJ. Like pre, pre, yeah, even before yeah, the, the, like part of the captain's shit. It was just this thing. Um, so it was just like an organic thing. And I, I kind of hate that people think it was like, oh, it's captain. So you're, you're you, guys stick, are, you guys are, yeah, did, it's like a yeah. shtick. It's not like, it's, it's, it's really how we roll. Um, so yeah. So then, yeah. And then we had the Koi Pond, the management company. And uh, we, you know, we put on a bunch of guys and we were booking a bunch of guys. And then um, that ended up being Graham and I working too much on, the koi pond and not enough on the captains of industry you guys had dj signed we had dj signed who um adam 12 oh shit bobby french white shadow ross one uh cheap shot marshall barnes i saw cheap shot last night um i just had breakfast with him a little while ago uh, nice not breakfast he's a good guy for you to eat with doesn't eat anything <laughs> this guy's <laughs> the best skinny as um, shit too. uh evil one uh Damn. It, we were stacked. That was a nice squad. Yeah, we yeah, were stacked. Uh, um, so who ran your guys' business? So we had a third partner that that handled the booking stuff. Yeah. A um, female? Yeah. I rem- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, remember this. Tao DiPolito. Okay. No, no. For some reason, just hearing Koi Pond didn't like, ring a bell, but now I remember yeah. this whole and shit. We ju- and we applied the same the same model that the Abe Froman showman were doing. We did that there because the, the, the roster was so fucking tight that you could send anyone to do anything. And the only, the, the real reason why the roster, even the, the management company booking agency, whatever you want to call it, even came to fruition was Graham and I were so fucking busy and we're farming out work to our homies. We're like, well, let's just yeah. like, let's just make this like a crew. Um, and then that's how that happened. Um, I admire the, sh- you guys are really good at, executing because i have a lot of ideas too and i don't get make anything happen uh, i i would say hmc was supposed to be a dj agency for like 15 years and then sujit and we, said niche niche no he could have been involved <laughs> like it wasn't even like yeah uh, you know what i mean yeah like a it's it's separate, a, it, it, like i said it was a lot of work and we we were not focusing on the stuff that was making us dope that was getting the gigs that was feeding 
everyone else, we were working on the business of, and it became a problem. So we basically left. We, we gave Tao the, ca- the koi pond, and then we went to another booking agency, which was... Uh, Tao worked at Playboy, right? She, uh, she worked at Playboy before, yeah, yeah. and then I think she was like maybe consulting for them after. Yeah, I um, this. But yeah, we went to another booking agency. That fucking sucked. Um, then we left them, and we went to another booking agency. That fucking sucked. And then we went with another guy. Then we tried I, to do I, it ourselves I, again. I want to. I want to. I want to touch on that because the DJs love hearing agency stuff. Okay. You don't have to say names yeah. or even stories, yeah. but like, what what made your experience bad with an agency? Because some people think that's like, oh, I, I need to be on. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Oh, I don't get gigs, so yeah. I don't have an agent. Or yeah. I, I ain't the agent, shit. The agent. The agent and the man. I mean, the manager. If you have a manager, if you're like. A, a known entity like if you're diplo and you have a manager your manager with the agent your manager will create opportunities for you right. the agent is a glorified fucking secretary you're basically paying someone to answer the phone if you don't have people calling you don't need an agent mm-hmm. the agent happens when you're so fucking busy that you cannot answer one more fucking phone call or it becomes so crazy between DJing, buying records, organizing sets, traveling, this, that, the other, that you cannot organize a calendar, invoices, like you you need the person to handle I this stuff. I think people really. think they have to have an agency. And I know people that join agencies and they DJ the exact same parties yeah. they've always done, yeah. except they're making less money because they're, they're giving up, up the, they're giving up the dough. But they yeah. get it's, nothing else. It's like anything else. They think they have to be. It's like anything else. The guy that invented... Uh, Scrub Daddy, the the yeah. sponge that has the Shark Tank. Yeah, I'm a okay. big fan. The guy that invented that, he did not say, okay, here's my sponge. Now I'm going to go to wherever to Bed Bath yeah, like, and Beyond. Be- 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 bed Bath bed, and, bath beyond. and Beyond. I couldn't say it. He had to sell a lot of scrub buddies, scrub daddies, out of his fucking trunk or out of his garage, do it himself until it got so so much that he couldn't the business was suffering. So now you go hire one person to handle some tasks. Wait, that's the shit with the happy face on. Yeah, it? Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's any business. Any there's very few businesses that start off like on fire, heavily funded. So DJing is no different. Like yeah. you have to start off small and take incremental steps. And then once once there's from a fifty dollar gig, free to twenty five to fifty yeah, yeah. to like, hundred. Like and then that's what I tell. That's what I tell everyone. Everyone's like, oh, how do, I'm, I'm new to DJing. Like, what should I do? Now the rules might have changed, but maybe not. I used to say, take every fucking gig. Yeah, every because gig. you never know what that $50 gig will, will lead to. Yeah. Yeah. Take, if, you're, if you have an open night, fill it. Dude, I remember uh, th- these don't exist anymore, but like, pers- like actual physical flyers yeah. uh, in the neighborhood I grew up, like all the local Beverly parties. Hills. <laughs> no, <laughs> in Carson, so South Bay, like Wilmington parties, whatever, like all, even in like Hawthorne and Lawndale, like all just that area. Yeah. Um, it was just every house party and all these party crews. It was a flyer, and like I remember, me and a good friend of mine, Danny Dice, we started getting on little couple flyers. We we would throw our own, our own parties in his backyard yeah. just to be on the flyer. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah, I did the then, same thing. We, we started doing little local parties and then I was like, yo, my goal is to be on every single flyer 
anyone sees because yeah. that's and, the and currency. I still yeah. have I still have all my flyers, but I tell you what, I was on every flyer to the point where I was getting booked because I was on every flyer. So people are like, "Yo, like, yeah. he, they must be the the, the, the dudes. hottest DJs. That, that, they're, that they're the hottest DJs. That was the currency. They're on every flyer." Yeah. So that was it, bro. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I get it. Like everyone sees like, well, first of all, 99% of everything that you see on the Instagram or whatever, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's not right. All of it. Yeah. Like I agree. No one's making as much money as you think they are. No one's, no, no one's, uh, gigs are as cool as you fucking think they are. Most people are fucking grinding. Most people are grinding, including you guys. I'm sure you guys have gigs that fucking suck. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. All. Most of them. Okay, Some. so <laughs> like, you know, like not every Some for me. Not every gig is 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 makes you you know a ton of money. Like no, it's it's it. You cannot you cannot compare what you're doing to what you see because everyone's putting their best foot forward, right? No one's gonna be like, oh my fucking car broke down, my yeah, life yeah. sucks, oh, I can't pay my rent. Like no one's putting that on Instagram. Yeah, They're putting yeah, their yeah. best shit. Yeah. Um. So. The comparison, like you, you can't rely on that to be your barometer. Like that just can't be it. And then also, just do you. Like, just do whatever makes you happy at whatever pace it happens organically. DJing was never going to be a career for me. For anybody, I don't think it was going to be a career for you. None of us thought like I, when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I was like, I don't want to be DJing when I'm thirty. You fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, or you didn't think it'd buy you a. Green face Rolex. Well, DJing didn't buy me a green face Rolex, but <laughs> DJing did get me to a spot where I can network. I can use my network to do things that allow me to get a green yeah, face yeah. Rolex. And we'll but talk yeah. about your transition. Yeah. But so, so yeah, DJing back then was not a true career path because there was no money. It wasn't sustainable, et cetera, et cetera. Now I still don't believe it's a career path because I don't know where I now said it's this. Kind of like oversaturated. Well, I just said this somewhere. I don't remember if it's a podcast or uh, if it was a conversation. If you want to be a famous DJ now, you're not DJing. Yeah. You're marketing. You're advertising. You're doing social media. You're doing content. You're learning how to cut things, cut videos, this, that, and that. You're not doing a lot of DJing. Mm -hmm. And if you want to DJ you're not going to be a famous DJ mm -hmm. because you're spending too much time DJing. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose. What do you want to do? And if you, if you want to, if you are willing to put the effort into becoming a famous DJ, learning how to market, learning how to do advertising, learning how to buy uh, uh, shit online, learning how to do <laughs> social media, learning how to make content, cut content, what content works, blah, blah, blah. Why would you apply it to DJing? Mm-hmm. You can do anything else. You can literally do anything. Why yeah, the fuck like there's people out there that can do game. all that though? Like and be a great DJ? I think they don't work on being great DJs. They work more on like production. Yeah, because like, they're producing and like maybe, but I feel like those guys also have like, yeah. they have underlings producing for them. There's that no too. time there's no time to learn how to DJ. Yeah. And also everyone is, is in such a fucking rush because at 30 years old your life is over. Um, no one takes the time to learn because yeah. it takes most, years to fucking learn how to most, DJ. It's most not of the biggest, a month. Most of the highest paid EDM DJs are artists and producers that just so happen they needed to learn how to DJ to make money because yeah. that's where the money is. Well, to learn, they, they want 
most of those guys, bro, don't even like clubs. They love being in the studio making yeah. music. They're producers. Yeah. I want to be a producer. Because we're Calvin all what? We're like, all introverts. Money's on the road. Money's on tour. And they had like, shit, I got to learn how to DJ or else I can't make the money that I need to make. And that's yeah. how they yeah. make money from DJing. But they're not DJs. The no, way yeah. we started buying records, no, one yeah, record yeah. at a time. No. And we, we never thought we'd make money. But somehow th things started happening and and, and i want to talk because you were there for the early you, you still got your records i have like probably 30 percent of my you collection. still got your records? maybe less i got like 85 percent of them let me know when you guys want to sell your records no like you there's, want there's them, actually you a demand them. for them no, i keep them i still Dude, got, I, I still buy records i still yeah. have my records i still buy records so it's funny because i buy records now yeah but i buy so this is the thing i sold my collection i used to work at a record store i and i sold it to the owner rick because i i was moving a lot uh -huh. and and oh, it was a headache so and i knew serato was just the future and um i got rid of it and i sold it for what i thought was good money i probably got screwed but <laughs> not not that he screwed sure, me sure. i just yeah, was yeah, anxious yeah, just to, get, to rid get rid of it. of it yeah so i got rid of it i kept a few but now what's fun and, and five knows like i dude i go record shopping almost like weekly now yeah and I buy what I want to buy. And what I'm buying is like not even shit I wanted back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz like records. just jazz records yeah, yeah. or or sample breaks and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And or even like finding a, a hip hop sample that I always wanted yeah. and couldn't find. Yeah. It's so easy to yeah, find yeah. in the 99 cent bin yeah, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so oh, fun. shit. Like fucking. It's so fun buying records. I, I, I still do it. I, I enjoy it. It's so, dude, I, I love it. buying records. Yeah. But um, no. So. I want to talk earlier. I mentioned I wanted to get into some AM stories because I feel like this is around the era where money started coming in, and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, yeah. we can really make money off this. Money went up because of him. Yeah, uh, yeah, money went up because of him. In in our line of work, in our like blue collar, like we're just working stiffs, playing other people's records, uh, open format. Like our money went up because of him. Pre Vegas Hollywood AM. Were you in the Hollywood scene at the yeah. time? Were you yeah. seeing money yet or not yet? Um, I was probably, okay, so this is. Because I don't think I met you till like I think your we met early like, Vegas yeah, days. Yeah, Vegas is when like, we, yeah. When I got to power type yeah. shit, like 04. Um, so when I started DJing in the 90s, I was playing everything. Hip hop. That's what disco. I, so I explained this on the last pod. I was like, "Yo, there wasn't a such thing as an open format DJ. We well, were just DJ. a DJ yeah. at that time. No, but it was just a DJ. Yeah, but it, at that time, in nightclubs, you were either playing all forms of electronic music. See, I wasn't in nightclubs. Yeah. At okay, the time. it was all forms of electronic music or hip hop. Yeah. That's it. And you, you were like, the, if you were the DJ, you, you were the hip hop DJ. Like I was like considered a hip hop yeah. DJ. Like you just played hip hop. See, I grew up in an era where I was just I was seeing house party DJs, yeah, yeah. wedding DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they play, play everything. everything. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be a DJ. So, so and in I had 90s, a freestyle set of this set of that set. In the nineties, at least in like the, the nightclub, like the popular that makes nightclubs. Sense. I just wasn't in clubs at the yeah, time, yeah. but it makes sense. In the popular nightclubs, disco DJs. that's what was happening. I'm sure there was a disco party in an eighties party or whatever, but like those are smaller rooms. So when I would when I would start playing in these nightclubs, I would play everything. And then I'd get fired because they're like, why are you playing this old rap song, why are you playing this eighties record? Why are you playing this rock record? And I was just getting fired and I'm just like, you know what? Like, fuck these guys. Like they don't, they don't know that what I'm doing is right because all I'm doing is offering a, 
a wider buffet of music, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not just a salad bar. Mm-hmm. We have deli meats and we have chicken and mm-hmm. we have fish and mm-hmm. we have all kinds of crab cheese legs, plates. cheese plates, all, <laughs> all, all the delicious treats that you want. I have them for you. A dessert bar. Um, so then early 2000s, open format became a thing. And all those same people that were firing me started hiring me mm. because they knew I can do that. So when, when, the, when, the how sh- did you break into, into clubs early before that era anyway? So just the, from the, the, so the first, the first time I DJed, the first time I got paid to DJ, uh, well, the first time I, I DJed in a nightclub was uh, at the Roxbury, OG Roxbury, which wow. is now Pink Taco. Uh, because uh, Cool Whip let me get on. He's like, come, oh, wow. come run a set. Wow. And I did not run a proper nightclub set mm-hmm. at all. Like, well, I wouldn't like, expect you to. But it was not because of that. I was on some like really heady, like I, it was like big West Coast, East Coast beef, beef tension at that time. Yeah. So I was running like get money and then like the Pac version. And then like, uh, you know, like I was like, like, like trying to like uh, school people. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's trying to get schooled. So, but it, it, it was fine. Like I, I didn't clear the dance floor or whatever, but um, it was definitely way headier than it needed to be. Um, so that was the first time I DJed in a nightclub and cool. was like, yo, that was dope. Like awesome. I, pl- I think I played like 30 minutes or something, whatever. I was 17. Wow. Oh shit. 18, 17 or 18. And then um, the first, the first time I got paid to DJ was at a bar, a lounge called guys, which was next door to, yeah, of course, Jerry's famous deli. Oh yeah, and it was Which called is now Guys. Peppermint Club. Now it's Peppermint Club. It was called Guys, not because it was a gay club, but because the owner, Guy Starkman, that was like his hangout, mm-hmm. and it was a small room that was only open for private events. So it was Guys, and then went to Guys and Dolls. It was Guys, Guys and Dolls. I think it went back to, back guys, to guys, yeah, and then something, and then Peppermint Lounge. Yes. Um, was, what was it before Peppermint? I don't remember. I don't remember now something but yeah yeah so um so i went there for a private party and i 18 19 19 i was probably 19 at this point and the dj there was like not good not that i was great but i was like this is not good like you're not mixing you're not like this is not good so the next day i i, I went to the yellow pages because just i didn't have the internet this is 97 98 i went through the yellow pages to look for places that would print me business cards quick near my house. So I found a spot. I went in, I like made some business cards and then I went back to the spot. I went to Jerry's and I was like, who's the manager of the spot next door? And they're like, Oh, this guy, uh, God, what was his name? It was Warren and Billy, Billy, Billy Friedman. Shout out to Billy Friedman. And it was like Billy. And I was like, okay, where's Billy? He's like, well, he's there right now. So I knocked on the door. It was like 6, 7 p.m. or whatever. And I was like, yo, man, I was here last night. Uh, the DJ was kind of whack. If you ever want a dope DJ, let me know. And I gave him my card. Wow. Like my card that I printed <laughs> that fucking day. <laughs> so he was like, all right. So I dipped. And then like a week later, he's like, yo, um, I got a gig for you. But you have to bring your own equipment, turntables and mixer. And I can only pay you in Jerry's Famous Deli gift certificates. <laughs> oh, wow. shit. 300 bucks. Oh, wow. And, I'll, and he's, he's thinking in his head, he's like, I'm getting over on this kid. I'm going to give him $300 in gift certificates. And I'm thinking, yo, that's so many fucking dates. Like, that's so many dates. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's do this. 
So I did that party. And then for years, I was only DJing at guys. Like I was uh, their guy. Like yeah. he, they would have guys, private, guy. guys, guy. You were guys, and guy. And Billy would be like, someone would have a private party and like we have a DJ and he'd be like, well, I kind of have the best DJ in town. Wow. Like he's cheap and like he's fucking great. And uh, DJs for matzo balls. Basically. <laughs> and well, no, after that, I started getting It wasn't Jerry's for forever. It was just <laughs> okay, the one okay, time. Okay, it was just okay. the one time. <laughs> um, but it was still like 150 bucks, yeah, 200 yeah. bucks, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, it was big money then. That's, that's really good money back so, then. So, yeah, because I'm like 18, 19, like, yeah. Bro, you, so yeah, killing swim, it. Yeah, swimming in dough. Yeah. So then, so so for years, I was I was cutting my teeth working there. And then I do like a gig here, a gig there, like open for someone or whatever. And then from that, because the parties that were happening there were some like, pretty high level exclusive yeah, right. people in there like so, important people so the thing that doesn't exist no more like those it does but it's like it's so Hollywood it's so scene. insulated it's yeah. so insulated i feel like there's a few oh, like real celebrities want to do like yeah. super private member type shit it's because of it's because of social media it's because of social, social media yeah. it's because of camera phones it's because of bottle service yeah um but anyways people were going to to guys that work for hbo that work for ESPN that worked for this. And then I started doing private parties for those people. Wow. So I was, I was on that trajectory before I even like started popping in nightclubs and then, but I would still like take the $50 gig or open for me for free or close for me or do the 30 minutes. I'd still do that shit, even though I was making money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's what, what something people, people are like too prideful in doing, man. Cause I, I tell that story all the time. Like I was doing very well in LA primetime radio best station in la and like still took a were cut you at the beat to, to go i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I, I still took a cut to go open for vice at tau in vegas yeah and it paid off it paid off in yeah. the long run yeah. yeah but yeah i mean like pride is a motherfucker that'll 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 that will uh that'll bite you in the ass 99 out of 100 times yeah 100 percent um and, and and i would i would go out on a limb and say 99 out of 100 times if you can get over it it'll pay out pay dividends in some some way yeah and then how did how did uh the big money how, how are they here for a podcast because <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be twins. waiting a long motherfucking time because we're in 1999 right now we're in 1999 <laughs> shout out to what the d20s just walked in uh, wait so so you're doing all these corporate parties yeah. which is dough already yeah, it was good though. I mean, I wasn't like thousands of dollars, but like, you know, 500 bucks, 400 bucks, 600 bucks, 700 bucks. Um, back then was like, it could have been, might as well have been a million dollars. Yeah, that's still that's a true. local pay. Like, yeah, you know, in yeah, cities, that's more than, like, that's more than what people were getting in nightclubs, like yeah. to be the guy in the nightclub. Um, but I still wanted to be in the nightclub. Yeah. So I did what I had to do to, to get in there. And then I got in there. But yeah, so all the guys, once open format became a thing, that's where I could thrive. The private events is where I was yeah. where I was going to. So thrive. when you were doing private and clubs, was AM doing the Hollywood stuff? Yeah, he like was the celebrity stuff. He was doing his thing. In fact, the way that we became friends, um, I don't remember what year it was, but it might have been late '90s, early 2000s, probably late '90s, because I was still at Guys. Um, a girl came up to me, was like, "Hey, can you?" And I was aware of him, and I had heard him play, and like I knew what he did. And this girl was like, "Can you play?" Oh, I was playing some record and she's like, oh, play this next. And I go, oh, no, another guy does that. 
Mm. And she was like, yeah, AM. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's his thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'll do, I'm going to do my thing. And she was like, well, I don't understand. Like, just play the fucking song. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's his thing. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. do my thing. I was aware. I had enough awareness to be like, I'm not going to do what someone else yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she went to him and was like, you know this guy Stone? And she, he was like, no. She's like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like, he was playing and I, I wanted him to play this song into that song, but he wouldn't do it. And he was like, well, why? why? She was like, because he said that was your thing. And he was like, I want to meet this guy. Wow. And that's how we became He's homies. Not a wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, this guy knows what's up. Yeah. Um, and that's how we became homies. And wow, then, that's crazy. And like through, and he was doing, he was doing the super open format thing because he was playing for like the super A-list yeah. stuff. And you had to do that because you literally had Jay-Z, Mick Jagger, you know, uh, uh, George Bush, like all, all types <laughs> of people in a nightclub that you'd have to make, make them all happy. You mm -hmm. couldn't just play electronic music or hip hop music. Do you know, do you know how he broke in that scene? Like early on. Um, I think was, that was like the circle he was in. Right? Yeah, he was like, just in that mix because like mix. he was he was touring with Crazy Town. He's their tour DJ. Um, he was sober and like he was working for Brent, Brent and Jen and they yeah. were sober. So like that's a tight community. Um, I think he just kind of like got put on uh, organically. Like it was an got organic it. thing. Got it. Um, Brent was like the one though, like that was yeah, getting yeah, Brent, all those parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was the one doing all that stuff. So. Um, and now they own bungalow yeah 100 years later they're still doing it Crazy. um but yeah so he he was doing the open format thing and when when i would hear him play and i was still getting fired i'm like i know i'm doing the right thing because if this guy can do it i should be able to do it right and when it came full circle and it, it became the thing to do mm -hmm. then i was like light years ahead of everyone who was trying to pivot like trying to find the records and like how do i play the records and all that i was just I was just I got got in because like you didn't have to play catch up with me. I, I remember, I remember my first like early days going to like Hollywood and carrying Vice's crates and and Same. hearing like these sets. And he was, you know, influenced by AM yeah, 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 and stuff. And I was just like, yo, like what is going on? Like I never seen people bounce genres like that. Obviously, I wasn't going to clubs much anyway. But with the clubs I was doing were like. You know, yeah. La Mirage and sure. like stuff like in, in different areas. But well, you could probably be, have more fun at those spots than you could have at the spots in L.A. that were only restricting you to electronic music and hip hop. <laughs> no. You, well, you mean today? No. Back then. Back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So back then it, it was very West Coast rap. Yeah. But Vice's style changed a lot though when he started like running with AM too. So yeah, no, yeah, you when, had to. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, I was doing them. my first gig with them. I went with them to Nationale. Yeah, Our, that, was that the was Monday like, or Tuesday? Tuesday, like a Tuesday, right? Tuesday, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nationale. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was dope, man. I was like, dude, I used to go. He took, I was he took that from Graham. <laughs> wow, <laughs> oh, yeah, Graham was yeah. Graham was Nationale. But that, Reggie used to run. run he was Nationale, he was the king of he was the king of Nationale. I do remember that. The owner of Nationale was. Rick Calamaro, R.I.P. Rick Calamaro. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Rick Calamaro, the promoters would come in and they'd be like, oh, we have our DJ. And Rick would be like, I'll give your guy one week. If I don't like him, my guy comes back in. And Graham got, would work all of the nights except Tuesday night because of wow, Vice. Because of Vice. Because Vice could hold it down. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So, crazy. all right, let's talk about, well, let me, I want to hear your, just because just I'm fresh off the documentary again, I want to hear like a really good AM story. That was, the one you just said was pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, how we became friends is... is yeah, because I knew, like, I was friends with him on... Was it Friendster or Facebook? 
Damn, we're back old. then yeah. it's probably Friendster. So I used to see you, Kevy Kev, uh-huh. Mike B. Yeah, was in the yeah, and then uh, yeah, I was just like, Dad, these guys like. It's like this Hollywood crew is like so dope. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were tight. You guys um, were like the fucking Hollywood vamps before they, you know, <laughs> after true, obviously they true. were way earlier, but we hanging uh, out at the rainbow room. I could tell you, uh, I am stories. I mean, I don't know. I I'd prefer not to talk about him. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk early, early Vegas. How did you break into Vegas? Uh, I told you I played the Palms Pool, oh, yeah, and I. But played how did you get in? Frankie Lyman. That, that was it. That was oh, it. I have no idea how I got the gig. Okay. Probably I think, because I think it was Ape Roman Showman stuff early, right? And then because um, Graham got in. Ape Roman was a Vegas thing or L.A. or everything. Well, it was everywhere. It was, everything. It was everywhere. all over the country. Got it. But um, I think Maybe. it was Graham. Uh, Graham was doing Forty Deuce. Went to Forty Deuce. Yeah, dude. I used to go. I used to. De- I forgot. I would. <sighs> Play Rum Jungle or some shit, yeah. and then and then, then mob over, over to, yeah. and just to hear like Graham go yeah. crazy on like a hyphy set because this is like the hyphy yeah, movement yeah, yeah. was so big yeah. and he was like he took pride in his hyphy set, yeah, and he would just like run it back just for us because it was already you know I'd get in there at four in the morning and he's still going. Maybe like, maybe you're right. Maybe it was like it was like uh, it's like everyone go. I think we all started going there. At, like Vice was you know doing the residence. He was doing Body English. It might and have been post. I think it was like, and then AM, and then I think Rob was the one looking for like another, like, another you know, like ROB. DJ. ROB. <laughs> so I think he started like, you know, reaching out. I think like you were part of AM squad in a way. Yeah, maybe. You know? Maybe. And he started like bringing out like, you know, you and like. And they paid me in casino chips. No way. That first That's gig. Terrible. It was fucking sick. I was like, yes, no taxes. What? Unless you, unless you gamble it and win big, and then and then I was like, then good old days. Every every gig after that, I was like, I'm getting casino chips, right? They're like, no, no, we're gonna give you checks. I was like, no, no, give me casino chips. They're like, no, just for the first one, like like a little flex or whatever. Dude, the Hard Rock used to pay me. um, Well, they just pay me like whatever, like the next Friday I come back. But you you used to be able to cash the checks at the cage. Yep, yep, I did the same thing. I probably lost every check for like a month. <laughs> I did the same thing. You still do. <laughs> I did the same thing. All right. Um, yeah. So I wanna the the the, the pool pool uh, Palms pool was the first first entry to Vegas, and then um, hey dog, sit down, <laughs> sit. I got my dog. He's whining. <laughs> Stanley, sit. Is he fasting? Down. No. Um, <laughs> he uh, and then I started working at the Palms. I started doing rain. Ghost Bar occasionally. Oh yeah, we definitely did an Ape Froman Showman event at Ghost Bar. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And at uh, at Rain, because we remember we they did they, they, yeah. they wrote that article uh, in like nine four four or something. Yeah, and the we, photo shoot was at Forty Deuce. The fo- the photo shoot was in the hallway at Rain. Oh yeah. That's... And then we did like the magazine release in Ghost in Bar. Ghost Bar, yeah. Yeah. And it, the timeline's all fucked up, but yes. Yeah, so, and then and then I pick up a gig here and pick up a gig there. We played together. Didn't we play together at like V Bar or something for a magic the thing at Magic with Lord Seer? No, 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 no. You were playing at Risque and I showed up with Lord Seer. Something like that. Yeah, that, that's actually that's the first time we met. Okay. And then So that pre, so then that predates Abe's Forum and Yeah, Sherman. the timeline's way off. So then yeah. yeah, so then maybe maybe that was my first gig. That's in what Vegas. happens when you do a podcast while fasting. You don't fucking have <laughs> no, a, no, you no. can't think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my my brain is firing right now. Okay, okay. No okay. caffeine. I'm just trying um, to yeah, and then like you know, I, I I got I got romanced over to Jet. They tried to steal me from oh, the yeah, Palms, yeah. and then they didn't want to pay me. They wanted to pay me less 
to be exclusive to them. And I was like, why would I do that? Yeah, they're like, what? Well, we're going to give you two, two nights. I go, uh, that still doesn't make any sense. So I can't work five other nights in Vegas? Yeah. Are you going to pay me less? No, that doesn't work. So that didn't work out. So now I was still at the Palms. And then they opened up Moon. And they opened up Playboy. Graham was at Playboy. I was at Moon. I think two nights a week, Friday yeah. and Saturday. Then we were doing Tao for a little while. Yes. And Graham and I opened up Marquee Day Club. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. There's a whole, like, theme party uh, after, like, yeah that they did uh after you like oh yeah the, uh, we did we did we we pitched them three ideas um one was just basic regatta chic like yacht club thing yeah the other two i'm not going to talk about because i want to do them um and i don't want anyone to steal it <laughs> actually someone kind of already stole it so i guess we wanted to we wanted female bodybuilders <laughs> to like pose off i remember that instead actually. of go-go dancers we wanted female bodybuilders Wait, so who, who at the pool. someone just threw a party with female bodybuilders yeah. i don't remember i just saw it and i was like fuck this guy must, <laughs> he must have got our deck um but we, we were we were like we were looking into putting a sailboat in the middle of the pool at Marquee Day Club and selling I it as a table. That. Yeah. Wow. I was like, yo, because I was trying to, we were trying to figure out ways to like add value to the day. Yeah, of course. So like, let's sell this as a table. Like, who wouldn't want the sailboat table? And ultimately, it didn't happen because it was going to be too expensive to crane a sailboat from Las Vegas Boulevard over the Cosmopolitan to Marquee Day Club. And then what do you do with it when it's not Sunday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that got shut down, but then we did, we were hosting karaoke at yeah, the library of Marquee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we've done a lot of fun stuff. Done a so lot let's, of fun let's stuff. fast forward to your transition. Um, you're playing Vegas, yep. playing everywhere, yep. traveling all, uh, yep. every, every, all over the country. Yeah. Yep. Hating life. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can, that's a whole nother yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, that's part two. What, what's your decision to slow down? and do other things i knew that because and, and this is important because a lot of people are afraid yeah they think it's all it's all i know yeah. it's easy so money the thing that you said earlier is i have a problem starting things that's like 99 percent of doing the thing right you just got to start you just got to do it there's never going to be a perfect time and i fall victim to this so was all it the time. was it you being exhausted not wanting to get on another plane a in lot another of club that made you say, I need to do something else. A lot, or of, things happen, a lot of things happened at the same time. Okay. I wasn't satisfied with DJing anymore. Um, it wasn't fulfilling. I wasn't getting a sense of accomplishment. Um, I did not like the music that I was playing, that I had to play. I did not like the people that were in nightclubs, operators and patrons. Um, and because I always was like, well, I'm not going to do this forever. It was easy for me to just kind of like stop doing it. Um, and also I identified the thing that I wanted to do next, which was real estate development. And I just basically put all my energy into figuring out how I'm going to do this. But you had zero background, zero experience, zero, zero, not a fucking ounce of I love experience. To, dude, this is because this is a type of shit you don't ever hear DJs say because they're afraid afraid to say it. They're afraid to say how much they hate the people, the the music, the this, you know? It's, it's a scary no, thing. No, but there are people that love it. There are people that thrive. I mean, I feel like you are having a really good time out I there. I love it. Like you're having a resurgence and you are genuinely having a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah. And it's not even money. I think you're genuinely having a good fucking time. I think 95, 90% of the gigs I yeah. love. Yeah. 
which I mean, I'm enjoying the travel and everything too. Hashtag like, blessed. Like that's, <laughs> never. There are people. There are people that hashtag pass. <laughs> people. People love it. People thrive in in the environment. Um, there are people that like they don't get burnt out because they don't do drugs. They don't drink. Uh, they they love like new music and they love uh, uh, constantly pivoting and 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 reinvent. You got to reinvent yourself as a DJ constantly um, because music is always changing mm -hmm. and the tastes are always changing. Um, but yeah, I just I was like I, I I can't do this anymore. I think the thing that made it easy for me was that I knew that this wasn't going to be forever. I knew there had to be yeah. like an episode two. Um, so I just, yeah, I just focused all my energy on how am I going to do this thing? Mm -hmm. How am I going to learn how to do this thing? And then how am I going to do it? And I got lucky, you know, maybe luck, good timing, whatever. Um, but I got my first investor and I started doing some projects with him here. And part of my deal with him, he's an Ethiopian fellow. And he was gifting the country of Ethiopia a new government building. And he was like, I need you to go to Ethiopia and run this project. And I go, you know, I have no experience, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, yes, but I can't do it. And no one can do a worse job than me because he's in tech. So you go figure it out. So for a month, every other month, I'd go to Ethiopia. Wow. For like a year. Holy shit. And wow. then uh, I do my projects here. And um, that's awesome, man. What like, year was this? Is that right? 12, 13. 14. Oh shit. Wow. Something like that. 13, 14, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was end of 13 and all of 14. Was there, was there a part of you that was still holding on to like being open to accepting a gig or still taking gigs here and there? So I was DJing at that time. I was DJing and doing the real estate thing at the same time. And then I realized that I couldn't because at the time, like properties in LA would sell in half a day. So someone would call me and be like, hey, this house for sale. They go, oh, sounds great. I'll be back in town on Monday. And it's like Friday. Yeah, and then it's gone, it's gone. Friday yeah. afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm really going to do this, I can't be on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. So I went from like slowing down he, to just like He who like chases stopping. two rabbits doesn't, you get doesn't no rabbits. catch one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, I, so the decision was made for me. Um, Love that. And... Yeah, and I, I stopped DJing a lot. I was still doing a gig here or there. Um, and then, and then when, I, when I was way deep into real estate development and like kind of forgot about DJing, I was like, well, let me go like take some gigs and see what's, what's up. Real estate development, is, is that um, flipping houses or is that I don't from like, the ground up? I don't like the term flipping, flipping houses. Yeah, it has a very negative connotation. Oh, does it? I don't know. I, I think so because it's it's you're it sounds like you're turning it over for profit, which means you're probably cutting corners in the name of profit. Um, I prefer rehabbing houses. <laughs> I prefer But it could be either way. It could yeah, be ground yeah, yeah. up or it could be I didn't a, mean it in a rehab. negative way. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm no. obviously clueless. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 it could be new construction or okay. it could be a rehab. Um, a re a rehab <laughs> rehabilitating yeah. houses because I, I, I legit build these things. Like I'm going to live in them. Yeah. Right. Because like, well, for one thing, I'm, I'm lucky in that I'm not operating with really narrow margins. Like I'm building rehab, rehabbing 
big houses with pretty and this big is the margins. same investor at the at the open i'll get back to that in a second <laughs> um do you want to rehab my house for zero profit <laughs> no oh. so um <laughs> but i will advise you okay i'll take um it. <laughs> so uh so you know guys will guys will put in like cheap appliances or like not do the plumbing the way it needs to be or not do the electrical it's like okay what are you saving 50 grand 100 grand at the end of the day it's an inferior product or like you know cheap cabinets it's like i'd rather spend a little bit more money and it sell faster and be able to ask for a little bit more money or even just selling fast that's valuable because if i have to carry the house for six months because no. it's not selling because i put shitty shitty cabinets in it yeah that costs me money yeah, right yeah, yeah. so it, it i i really build these things like i'm gonna live in them and then uh and it, you know it's proven to be look at the watch quite fruitful yeah. um <laughs> But uh, uh, the Ethiopian, I had to part ways with him because he proved to be offering more problems than solutions. Mm. And because I was so early in the game, I didn't want to be like the guy that doesn't pay on time. Right, right, right. So I was just like, let me go find my own thing. And that's just been kind of scrappy and doing my thing uh, ever since. Love it. Getting money here, getting money there. I know. I, wouldn't, I wish I could find a whale to like just be <laughs> like, I, I believe in you and I want you to to have access to all the money you need whenever you Ronnie want. Ronnie, one of those whales, man. I just don't like... Well, you, I, have, you were at dinner with the wolf. Oh, I, his money. I don't he's, know he's how much, a whale anymore, I though. don't know how much money he's got. I'm sure he's still got some money. I, 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 don't like, I don't like raising money. Yeah. Because that's, that's a business all in itself. I like building stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, just like I like DJing. Like, I like... There was nothing there, and now there's a thing there, and I did it. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I like that sense of accomplishment. I guess I could get a sense of accomplishment... Uh, raising money, but I've never been driven by money. Um, I've been broke. I've been rich. I've been broke. I've been rich. Um, so mon like money doesn't, doesn't move the needle for me. So mm -hmm. like if I go and I raise a hundred million dollars tomorrow, I wouldn't be like, Oh, good for me. I'd just be like, okay. no, that's when the real, this real work starts. I, yeah. I could, oh, yeah. I, I, I could pressure. I could now chill on money, but now I got to go Proof. for Proof. real work. Yeah, yeah. You got to make um, these guys their uh, profit. Their double money. that money now. It, but it's, but it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's, it's money's not, uh, it's just like a, it doesn't matter. Where do you see DJing at today? I have no idea. Cause I play <laughs> a bungalow and, and that's a How whole, often? once, once a month, twice a month, maybe yeah, just for fun. Just yeah. Like somebody's shit. like, I'm not feeling well, or I don't feel like DJing, like go cover for me. Um, yeah. Do you still practice at all? Do you have a setup? Uh, I have a setup, but it's, it's for vinyl. I don't have, how I many don't have of a the, Serato setup. How many of those old mixes you still like run back? Now all I, of them. I feel like because, because they're all coming back. You have such like dope, creative like, yeah, his, mixes. Your that, mixes like, were so fucking I bet you good. if you did a TikTok video of one of them, you'll go viral. Turn famous as fuck. Like you'd be like, these booths are made for walking. You'd be like, to walk it out and then walk it out but or whatever me, the fuck you do. To like, me, it's like, I copied me, that mix a couple of times. To me, it's like, what a dick. That's I know. <laughs> At least I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> to me, it's like, to, it's not special to me. It's like, well, fucking duh. It's like like my big pimpin', who can it be now mix? Oh, mm -hmm. I don't even, oh, I remember that one. We put, I feel like, yeah, like we, <laughs> we put it, we put it on a, on the super seven mix. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like, well, fucking duh. So like, I'm not going to like fake, be surprised that this is so amazing for TikTok. Like, I'm just not that dude. I'm just not wired like. No, that. I know. I it's care. just it's so funny. But man. I run all those mixes now because yeah. all those songs are cool again. It's fucking, they're all runnable. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I run every all single those one. I wish I recorded. I, I, so Kevin Scott just sent me two recordings from Vanguard from like 
oh four oh five oh six you're no like way. the four color zach of like the 1900s of the, 19, <laughs> the, about, the entire the, the entire 20th century you're the four color zach of the entire 20th century yo you know uh he i i asked him i don't i we were hanging out i asked him i was like yo what what made you like what made you come up with and i'm only telling this story because props to him for even shining a light on this yeah. I was like what made you come up with like the the tone play stuff and he's like you guys i was like wow. what do you mean he's like you guys did that mix on one of your mixtapes uh it was a uh depeche mode something depeche mode into taiga i think something like that and the electro taiga yeah. not the ty yeah, yeah, t-i-g-a yeah. and he was like that mix <laughs> like oh, made, not me, tiger. Okay. made me made me like rethink about like how i can play records and i was like wow oh word yeah we did do that didn't we but like at the time it was just like oh this just makes yeah. sense obviously this is going to go on the mixtape well the, the way but like, he like took it and ran yeah. with it like i i don't think i've come up with another tone play since mm-hmm. so he's the guy he can have it yeah but most like, dudes don't want to give you props no yeah he's he's insane too man god yeah, damn the way you mix and like am mix like made all of us like stepped it up and i was like oh my god i was trying to come up with like well, the most I, clever mix I think, ever i think it's just because like we were playing songs that weren't supposed to be played yeah and then when everyone else caught up and got the records and like figure out how to play the records then like the playing field leveled a little bit yeah but then i the advantage i had was i don't give a fuck yeah. and i'll play any fuck i'll try to play any record and if it doesn't work it doesn't work like it's I'll know immediately and I'll be out in 10 seconds. Yeah. Like it's not the end of the world. Uh, whereas like a lot of people hold themselves back from playing stuff that maybe they shouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think anything's off limits. I think play whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Uh, well, you haven't been playing at the current spots. There's that too. You get but flipped off nowadays and get this phone in your face. Yeah, yeah, I got ice thrown at me uh, in, Bullshit, t- bro. in Toronto right before I went on. What did you, uh, before you even got on, they yeah. knew? They knew you were about to come <laughs> no, out with that Miley not, Cyrus yeah, yeah. and fucking Vanessa Carlton? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was for me, but I got hit. <laughs> All right, what's some, what's some advice? We'll end it like this. What's some advice you can give, being that you, you've seen it all, done it all from from DJing to no money to making really good money to traveling all over the world to Vegas residencies and that didn't satisfy you to transitioning and grinding to Ethiopia for months at a time, oh, years so at a time. Advice. Like, like, and then to now becoming being a very successful entrepreneur, rehabilitator. What is Home rehabilitator. I'm rehabbing homes. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. So, like, for for the guy, right? For the guy that, or the guy or girl, the the, the DJ that's just not satisfied and they want a way out they don't know what to do or they considered a way out but they're not sure because dj money's still easier or their only thing what's some advice give me advice <laughs> okay Adv- uh, number one advice this is in, in not in any particular order just start whatever you want to do next just start but you have to have the idea of what you yeah, want to do but next, even, right? Even even if you even if you're like I don't I don't I'm not fulfilled with DJing. DJing sucks. I'm not getting to where I want to be. Whatever the case may be, I want to go. I want to go uh, flip burgers at In and Out. Okay, well, you have to go to In and Out and ask for the application and fill out the application and hand in the application and follow up 
and figure out how to f- go flip burgers at In-N-Out. Like there's, there are steps that have to happen. They get really good benefits. Managers mm-hmm. there make bucks. Yeah, they, they do. make like two, three hundred grand a year. No, 100%. They, they kill it. Yeah, yeah managers in and out kill it. Damn. That's why everyone wants to work at In and Out because they want to be a manager. Yeah, yeah. They kill they it. They make money. Yeah, they make good money. Um, and you're managing an In and Out. Like, yeah. how hard can it be? They have three things on the menu: it's drinks, true. fries, and burgers. Not with that secret menu that now has been going. The TikTok. Going um, <laughs> so just, just start. Like, just, just start. start. Yeah. If, if you want to start a t-shirt brand just start do yeah. one shirt and see oh, what yeah. happens uh, uh, yeah. and then take uh, i'm there take yeah. the feedback and then do the second shirt and then do three shirts and then do five and then do ten and then do shorts and then do hats and just keep going yeah. and you don't have to hire don't hire anyone yeah do it yourself do it yourself for as long as possible that's the most important thing is like do you can't there there was a you want to know how i a learned, friend of mine that's really you, before i forget you want to know how i learned how to build houses I went to, I volunteered at Habitat for Humanity because they build houses and you don't have to have any skills. So you just went and learned. I just went and learned. So when there was a day that they were building some shit, what are you guys doing today? Plumbing? Great. I'll be there. Wow. Framing? Okay. I'll be there. There That's, that's, and that was free school, but like you have to start, you have to take the step. There's a friend of mine that's really successful. Five? Well, a different friend oh. that's a successful, he, he, uh, you know him too, but he, he has a, a business and he's, he was, uh, he told me, he goes, I, everyone that works for me, like I know how to do their job. Like you I know to. everything about to. my business. You have to like everything. Yeah, like he did, didn't, Oh, I don't know how to do this. I'll hire someone. Yeah, like he learned, all right, what do I need to do? Let me learn how to do this. And then, okay, yeah. cool. Now I need help. You have so to let's because, because you'll never know where, where you're bleeding from. Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know that your accounts receivable, is, how to run your accounts receivable, you won't know it's fucked. Yeah. If you don't know that your invoice, how to do your invoicing, you won't know it's fucked when it's fucked. And you won't be able to teach someone how to do mm-hmm. it. I need to ask you for, uh, I need a guy to build some wood. I got you. Yeah. Need to put a thing together. I'm a big woodworking guy. Good. Hey, like wood, Woodworking, no pause. Real estate development, watches. I'm working with Steve Goodman. Shout out to Steve. Oh yeah, Goodman. that's right. You got that PPP. Or well, during COVID, well, you guys were doing that. We we during during COVID, I uh, somehow found myself be supplying PPP PPE PPP. That's what it was. PPP PPE for for various people, and it got to a point where, um, like, what's a pi- PPE? Per, it was the per personal protection yeah. equipment, masks, okay. this, masks, that, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Sanitize, uh, sanitizers. Got it. Like a friend of mine who has a plastic surgery office was like, I know that you uh, you were involved in some medical medical uh, surgery centers. Can you call their supplier and ask if they can get me these masks? And I was like, why can't and you, you guys get, ran it early? Why can't you yeah. get masks? And then another guy called me like he he gave my number to someone. And then I was like, oh, fucking COVID. Like mm-hmm. people can't get masks because of COVID. So it got to a point where I, I called up Steve Goodman and I was like, hey, how do I move millions of masks from China to the United States? Because I don't know how to yeah, do yeah. freight shit. And he does. He does this all yeah. day long. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? So I told him, I was like, I got a couple deals. And he's like, all right, well, I know how to move it. You know how to get it. I need to get it for the casinos and the, and the hotels and all the people that I'm working with because they're not buying pens and T-shirts. Yeah. They're buying PPE. So let's partner up. So we did a bunch of deals together. And then, then that got real. Like everyone became a PPE dealer and it was like yeah. crazy. And 
we made money and none of us wanted. Y'all said we made millions. None of us. <laughs> yeah, none that, of us, those masks bought you a watch. None of us. <laughs> none of us. None of us uh, want to be on phones with shitty people. So, yeah. but then he was like, um, you know, do you want to come work with me? And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be your employee. Like we're homies. Like let's just keep kicking ideas back and forth yeah, and doing business together like that. And you know, we did some deals together and. So yeah, custom custom branded goods. If you need any of that, right. holler at me. Um, and he's got a whole. And uh, are you? I'm just I'm just maximizing my yeah, time. I'm making it, the most of my time. Are you happier today or in your prime, DJing? Oh, good question. It's different. Different type of happiness. Yeah, it's different because back then, like I didn't know better. Yeah, different age. Yeah, like in my early twenties, like you know, mid twenties or whatever. I thought I was, I thought, I thought it couldn't possibly get better than this. You're yeah. a wild boy too, man. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't possibly get better than this. Um, but then it got, be- then it got worse. Yeah. And then it got better, but different. Right. Yeah. Cause like I'm 44, like I'm not going to be on the streets drunk every night. Like, no, for sure. You know, doing all that kind of stuff. Not so like me. Yeah. Well, I no. mean, you're enjoying yourself though. Yeah. I'm there are dudes, there are dudes and women that are doing this that don't really enjoy themselves. Yeah. They're doing it because like they think they have to, or it's part of their brand, or they're part of their identity. They don't know what else to do. They're scared to do the next thing. Yeah. Like, just do the next thing. Just start. Just start. Just start. There's never gonna be a perfect time. You're never gonna prepare enough. But the more you delay it, the more the further de- away it the is. The further away it is, and the further further away the inevitable is, which is just starting. So just yeah. fucking start. Make just the start. mistakes, and that's it. Everyone's gonna talk shit about you. Everyone's gonna make fun of you. Yeah doesn't matter insert yeah. the shia labeouf uh clip no Just one do it. no one no one gives a f- no one no one actually no cares one, no one cares as much as people think yeah people no care. one cares as much as people they worry about their own shit and if yeah, they are no if, they, if they are cares. talking about you it's probably bad and you don't you don't need and that fuck energy them too. Yeah. yeah like who gives a fuck yeah i agree with that who man. gives a fuck a lot of people that are afraid to do shit because of what people think is like dude I'm pretty sure they're not thinking of you. They're, and if they are, I swear to God, they're not. And if, and they, if are, they are, you already got their attention. Yeah. Yep. If they're if they're talking shit about you behind closed doors, they're not taking the time to do the thing that they they're not starting. You For started. Sure. You're already ahead of the game. So, yeah. You know, just start. Stone That's Rock, it. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. If you if you want if 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 anyone wants to talk about any of this stuff uh, in greater detail, I'm happy to talk about it. You can call me. You can uh, slide in the DMs, like whatever you want. I'll send you stuff to listen to. Is your thing just at Stone Rock? At Stone Rock, Um, S-T-O-N-E-R-O-K-K. I'll talk about fasting. I'll talk about sleep. I'll talk about light exposure. We didn't even talk about sleep. You guys... I know. You guys don't, that no I, I want... You I guys don't want to know how, how bad you're treating your bodies by, by not sleeping. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm, like I said earlier, bro, people love the, the health advice, so I want to do another one with you where okay. it's just like about sleep like okay. strictly yeah. we'll focus where we'll have like we'll notes. do another one i'm gonna do uh, well, we'll i'm gonna like start talk. the, the 36 hour mondays fast well i'll put you in the group chat with and me. then i'm gonna do uh maybe like a month no caffeine no coffee and then we'll see maybe we'll revisit like a you know don't say that too loud you have a coffee brand <laughs> you don't have to drink your own coffee drug dealers don't do their own drugs no 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 it's not he's just kidding <laughs> no, i was just kidding all right thank you, you, you stone you let the cat out the bag early that's what happened 
Huh? You let the, the coffee cat out at the bag? No, no, I was just giving him a heart. Oh, he, okay. he does have a co- He's an investor in coffee. Oh. I'm an investor yeah, in yeah. coffee. That's fine. That's what I meant. It's all good. I was just fucking with him. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Share it with your friends, and we will see you guys soon. we do soon. a discount code? Or do we have one? Scratch is like, nah. Well, yeah. we, we no need, discount code. We don't have any new no. merch. So yeah, okay. No. Next time we do no, a merch no drop, we'll do a discount code. Gold, code. gold Rolexes. That's it. Yeah, we you need. Get get free advice We're trying to get a Rolex. Hit up. Yeah, you get free advice from me. Just can't get me. a Rolex if you keep doing discount codes. That mm. watch is, oof. my <laughs> my God. <laughs> Seiko. All right, thank you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.